I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, as you probably noted by the title of this podcast, there's a message here, and that is walk before you run, all right? Don't do something else until you're actually prepared to do it, okay? That message applies to Mr. Conor McGregor, who a week ago Saturday lost his UFC fight against some Dustin guy. I, I'll be honest, I don't follow the UFC. I, I, I don't pay attention to the names. I, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, there's Conor McGregor, there's uh, this guy, there's that guy, there's the uh, the Diaz brothers, whom I've said before look and sound like the dumbest human beings to walk the planet. Um, yeah, that, that that's about it. But it, it seemed that in the, in the lead-up to this fight that he had against Dustin whomever... He seemed more focused on talking about an upcoming fight with Manny Pacquiao, and I just thought, as soon as I saw that, I was thinking, oh no, I'm getting that feeling that something's going to happen, something something bad's going to happen, he, he's going to lose the, this fight to Dustin, whoever, and then the fight with Pacquiao's not going to get made, because, you know, who's going to want to watch a fight between Manny Pacquiao and some guy who just got knocked out? Well, that's exactly what happened. Okay. I don't know what McGregor was expecting, and I don't know why he keeps... Well, I have an idea of why he keeps uh, wanting to take on some of the best boxers of all time. It's because he probably knows he can make a lot more money than he can fighting people in the UFC. But if I were Conor McGregor, I would not have been talking about Manny Pacquiao at all, okay? I would have been like... Hey, I'm, I'm not going to talk about Pacquiao right now. I've got Dustin What's-His-Face that I've got to fight. And I'm sorry if you think this is disrespectful that I don't know Dustin's last name. Uh, let me be frank. I just don't care about what it is. Okay? I, I, I really don't. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I, if I were Connor, I would have said, Look, I've got uh, this fight coming up. I won't talk about Pacquiao until afterwards. And that's all it's going to be, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so sorry, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not answering any questions about Manny Pacquiao. And that would have been it. But, no, he had to talk about, oh, the Pacquiao fight's going to be made. It's it's more or less a done deal. And now that he's lost, again, th- this happened in the in the lead-up to the Mayweather fight. He kept talking about, I want to fight Floyd, I want to fight Floyd. Then he lost to Diaz. And so that got put on the back burner and... He wants to fight Pacquiao, and now that's put on the back burner. Nobody wants to see Manny Pacquiao fight Conor McGregor at this point, okay? Nobody. And if you do, if you were willing to fork out the pay-per-view money, congratulations. You hate money, okay? You you easily lose money, okay? I, I don't know what else to tell you, all right? But that fight is not going to happen until Conor McGregor actually wins a fight and drums up some interest and has people saying, oh, you know, I wonder what it would be like if if he were to fight Manny Pacquiao, okay? But I don't see that happening anytime soon, and I hope it never happens, okay? Also because I think Conor McGregor would lose that fight. I don't know why this guy is so obsessed with... Well, again, like I said, he wants to fight uh, top boxers because uh, he can make more money that way. Because he knows he can't do it in the UFC. But the thing is, if you want to win a title in boxing, why don't you just become a boxer and, you know, work your way up through the divisions? 
Okay, it's not impossible. Anyway, I've wasted almost like four and a half minutes talking about Conor McGregor, and that's more than I should on any sort of uh, boxing podcast, especially since he's not boxing. Okay, moving on. So last night was uh, PBC on Fox, and uh, I don't know. Like, it's obvious that the luster has worn off of PBC. At least for me. I don't know. I'm watching it, and it's like, okay, well, I mean, I'm not... I can't say that I'm not entertained, but it's clearly... Clearly, this is not the uh, best and... Well, I I was always going to say the best and the brightest, but it's clearly not the best programming that they could be putting on, in my opinion. I mean, I I previously saw... the last PBC show I watched was on Boxing Day, and that was where James Kirkland got knocked out within one round, and more or less ended his career right then and there. I I felt I felt a little bit bad for Kirkland, but at the same time, I was not surprised that this happened at all. I don't understand why he is so content to take all these ridiculous layoffs. Okay. And I'm getting a little bit sidetracked here, but what do you care? You're not paying for this podcast. Listen up. After he lost to Canelo Alvarez back in 2000, uh, 2015, that was just uh, shortly after the uh, Mayweather versus Pacquiao fight. But after he lost that fight, he spent almost four and a half years on the shelf doing nothing. And... This always happens with Kirkland. You know, he will fight guys who are at a certain level, and when he tries to step up, he gets beat. It's been happening ever since the Ishida fight. Like, look at the guys that, after he was released from prison in uh, 2010 or 2011, you know, they they don't have the most impressive records. uh, One guy was 10 and 2, the other guy was 15 and 8. But then he got. Nobuhiro Ushida, 26, uh, sorry, 22 and 6, and not much of a puncher. I think he only had like uh, 5 or 6 KOs in his record. Okay, sorry, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. 11 KOs, but not not a big puncher, alright? But this guy stops Kirkland in one round. Like, you're almost kind of like, what had happened to Kirkland? And watching him against uh, Juan Montiel... It's kind of like, oh my god. Like, who would have thought that at the beginning of... And you have to remember, this is like one of the last uh, boxing shows of the of uh, 2020. People 10 years ago were like, James Kirkland is going to win a title in, in the next few years. People 10 years ago were saying that. And it's kind of crazy to think what's happened to him, but I don't understand why he's always, or why he was, I I doubt he'll fight again, honestly, but I don't know why he was always taking these stupid layoffs all the time, it's kind of like, you know, you know, if you want to get back into it, build yourself back up, get in the ring, but either way, I'm I'm getting sidetracked, as usual, but um, I watched last night's uh, PBC on Fox, and I mean, I, I can't say I was bored, but uh, there were times where I was like, huh, you know, I, I, I'm kind of expecting a bit more, especially from Caleb Plant. I, I was expecting a bit more, but 
I'll get into that. There was uh, there were some other fights uh, beforehand, but I'll be honest, I was recording another podcast uh, during that time, and I'm watching the uh, the broadcast on mute. I'm not really following it that well, but uh, you know what? Justin's probably pissed off about this hearing this that I wasn't actually watching the show recording another podcast so let's just talk about the real broadcast that I watched okay first of all the commentary now I like Brian Kenny I like Sean Porter I, I think they're both very talented guys I mean Sean Porter is uh, pretty good on broadcast but one thing that I really can't stand and unfortunately Brian Kenny was so guilty of this throughout the broadcast they keep trying to get you, the viewer, excited about a possible matchup between Caleb Plant and Canelo Alvarez. And it's just... Stop it! Stop it! Walk before you run! He hasn't even beat Truax yet! Caleb Plant was fighting Caleb Truax. He was defending his title against him. And I'm like, how do you know that Plant's not going to lose this fight? Anything can happen in boxing. Buster Douglas will tell you that. But... Why are you talking about uh, Caleb Plant fighting Canelo when he's still got to get past Truax first? Walk before you run. I mean, and, and none of them are, like, thinking about it. It's just, oh, my God, you can tell that they are being forced to say this, in my opinion. In my opinion, it's kind of like there, there's somebody on their headset, like, all right, now, like, I want you to plug... Uh, Plant versus Canelo. Tell them it's going to be a great fight and that any, anybody has a real chance to win that fight. Like, just listen. Here for the fans out there. Sean, great to have you with us. And look, I'm, I'm trying to keep it clear for the fans out there. It's never easy with so many belts, but Canelo <laughs> moving in, getting the Ring Magazine belt, two of the belts. Caleb Plant has a legitimate belt in this division. Sooner or later, you'd like to see a clash between these two. What are your thoughts on the new landscape at 168? I want to see it. That's the fight that I want to see. I mean, looking at that landscape right there, it looks a little bit like the welterweight division in terms of how much competition is there now and how much, uh, how many uh, contenders and champions could be right there in the 168 pound division. No secret that Canelo is at the top, even though he just got there. But then we got a guy tonight, Caleb Plant, who is the W, the excuse me, the IBF champion, going up against Caleb Truax, uh, a formidable opponent, also held the IBF title. So I think we're in a great fight tonight, and I think we're going to get a good glimpse of who Caleb Plant is in the fight with uh, Canelo Alvarez. And they kept doing this throughout the entire broadcast. All right. It, it's just like, stop, 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 stop. And then they did, they did, they, oh God, it is so embarrassing with PBC sometimes because they will desperately try to overlook, you know, people who are legitimately players in the super middleweight division or any other division. All right. If you're not signed to PBC, you don't matter because they showed this graphic of the super middleweight landscape. He had Canelo Alvarez who holds the WBC, WBA World Super Championship, and the ring belt. Caleb Plant, the IBF champion. David Benavidez, who uh, used to be a super middleweight champion. He held the, the belt twice uh, for the WBC, but he stripped both times for, I believe, failing to make weight. And I'm kind of looking at this graphic, and I'm like, all right, where is uh, where's Billy Joe Saunders? You know, the guy who holds the WBO belt. No, they're showing Anthony Durrell, a guy who lost his last fight. I mean, 
Granted, former former two-time uh, WBC champion. I'm not going to take that away. Uh, you got uh, the guy who Canelo is going to be fighting next, Yil Yildirim. I, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. But uh, obviously he's going to get smoked faster than a joint at a frat house. Got Caleb Truow and, okay, former IBF champion. But... You know, you, you don't have room for Billy Joe Saunders. And later in the broadcast, Kenny did uh, mention Saunders' name, but it almost kind of flippantly, like, yeah, but, you know, Europeans don't really count. It, it, it's almost kind of like sometimes PBC has to acknowledge, yeah, we're, we're biased towards people who are signed with us, but, I mean, okay, yeah, these guys sort of exist. It's like, no, they do. They do exist. It's like when they kept saying that... Um, that uh, they were hoping to have one day the first undisputed heavyweight champion since Mike Tyson. And it's like, what do you mean the first undisputed heavyweight champion since Mike Tyson? And they kept doing that. They're saying, oh, Mike Tyson was the last heavyweight, uh, undisputed heavyweight champion back in 1989. And it's like, so wait a minute, what about Buster Douglas, Evander Holyfield, Riddick Bowe, Lennox Lewis... They weren't the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, ever. And of course, all that talk changed once they got Lennox Lewis as uh, part of the broadcast team for PBC. But he wasn't there tonight, probably because of uh, COVID reasons or another. Or maybe they were just kind of like, oh god, every time Lennox is on commentary, people just point out how absurd he sounds. Let's just find a reason for him to stay home. I don't know, maybe that's what happened, but, uh, so we got this, uh, <laughs> I feel bad for Lennox, because you can tell he's trying, but, um, oh, uh, sometimes he just makes it too easy to poke fun at him. So, the, uh, first fight on the, on the undercard was Joey Spencer taking on Isaiah Seldon, and if, uh, Seldon sounds, uh, familiar to you, that's because his father is former heavyweight titleist Bruce Seldon. Okay, and uh, apparently uh, yesterday was Bruce Seldon's birthday. And I hope Isaiah got his dad a gift card because uh, he didn't do much to... Uh, his performance was not much of a gift to his father, okay? Um, it, now, this was a weird thing. The, the they, they get the fighters to the ring. They do the introductions. They bring them forward to the center of the ring for the referee's instructions... And they go back to their corners, and they start waiting. And I'm like, w w what's going on? What's the matter? Like, w w what are we waiting for? It turns out that the reason they were waiting for so long was because somebody was not ready, and that someone was a paramedic who they needed at ringside. And I guess he went for a smoke break or to take a pee. I don't know what, but my, my thinking was, why are we not making sure that these people are... Uh, in their positions before we get the fight started, okay? And I don't mean, like, before we ring the bell. I mean, before we get them into the ring. Before we do all the introductions. I mean, what... What are we doing here, exactly? And then, this was another weird thing. Uh, the referee, he calls them back to the center of the ring to give them another set of instructions... And he's talking about, I don't want there to be any bad blood, alright? This is not a street fight. And I heard that, and I'm just like, 
you, you don't want bad blood in a boxing match? You know, I, I can understand this is not a street fight, okay? You know, we're not going to have any kicking. We're going to obey the rules. But uh, you don't want bad blood in a in a boxing ring. Really? I, okay, I mean... So, so where do you, where do you want the bad blood exactly? Do you, do you want a lot of fighters just to, you know, not not leave it all in the ring? Do you want them to like, have most of their have most of their uh, hard hits come from Twitter exchanges? I mean, I don't know, I don't know. But um, Joey Spencer did not waste any time sending uh, Selden to the canvas within the first minute, and it was a really good punch because it turned Selden. And he almost landed sideways on on his body. It, it was just so weird. It, it was and it was so quick. I was kind of like, "What the heck was that?" Because I probably blinked as uh, Spencer landed the punch. A discrepancy when you're a young guy in the ring and they're not oh, 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 big right hand, and down goes Selden. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Walk toward me. So Selden gets up, and you can, I, I'll be honest, I've never been a fighter, I've done some sparring and all that, but I've never been in a fight, I've never been knocked down, but I can imagine that when you do get up after that, you know, you might be feeling some embarrassment, humiliation, anger, and uh, you could certainly sense the anger in Selden, because he uh, goes after Spencer, but he starts landing like three or four rabbit punches to the back of the head, referee breaks him up, and immediately, no warning, he immediately takes two points away from Selden. And it's like, wow, okay, referee's not, he's not messing around, he's not, uh, he's not wasting any time. And unfortunately for Selden, things don't get much better because he got knocked down again, and that was the end of the fight. Maybe the referee should have, uh, given him, uh, more of a chance, but at the same time, when he was getting up, his legs did look wobbly, and it's like, okay, no, 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 I see where this is going. Selden was protesting, and uh, the referee was trying to bring him back to his corner, and Selden looked angry, and at one point, the referee turned to Selden's, uh, his trainer and his handlers, and he said, he's got to control himself, or we'll take away his pay. And it's like, wow, okay, this guy is not messing around. And uh, that was it for Spencer versus Selden. I mean, yeah, not not exactly the best happy birthday gift to your dad, but uh, you know, there's always next year. Afterwards, uh, Heidi Antal spoke to uh, Joey Spencer, and uh, uh, she actually asked him what was going on with uh, the referee and those uh, extra instructions that he gave. Congratulations to you, Joey. Your first uh, eight rounder. It certainly didn't go with the eight rounds. That's just, that's a fact. You know, let's. I first want to start with uh, Jerry Cantu. He he brought you guys in for a second time. He said, "I didn't like the look. This isn't a street fight. What happened? I missed the look." Um. No, I just approached the um, you know, the ref's instructions with you know, uh, I guess a, a look on my face. Um, I'm an intense fighter, you know, I was coming in here, I knew that he, he was uh, planning on being bigger than me, I knew he was planning on, you know, roughing me up, um, that's what he had said in some interviews this week, so I was just coming in to tell him I'm not having it, you know, I'm, I'm going to come in here, I'm going to bully you, and, and um, you know, now after the fight, no hard feelings, but, you know, that's what I was bringing to the table, coming into the fight. 
So the referee was concerned because I don't like that look? Thank God I'm not a fighter, in all honesty. Because after after almost every instruction the referee would give me, I'd go back to my corner, and he'd call us back and be like, Hey, Schweitzer, I don't like that dumb look on your face. You take this shit seriously. God damn it, this is a fight. And I'll just be like, this is just my face. I, I, I can't help that. But <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. I mean, look. And, okay, Again, the look on a fighter's face. What, did he look angry? Did he look like he wanted to fight? Good! That's what we want! We want action! We want, dare I say, violence! Yeah! I mean, within regulations, of course. We don't want uh, Spencer getting kicked in the nuts by Selden all night. But, uh, no, like, let's, let's have some fisticuffs. Let's have some combat shall we and the referee's like I don't like that look oh my he probably has a lot of teenage daughters at home and he says that a lot and he just being around all these guys he wasn't used to not saying it so he just wanted to be like hey Missy I don't like that look I, I'm almost a bit surprised he didn't tell Spencer to go back upstairs and put something respectful on because you know he's not going to have his daughter be a slut or anything like that anyway <laughs> i'm getting a bit off track there but uh uh good performance by spencer up next we had uh rock versus coffee in the uh, battle of interesting surnames uh i remember when i saw before uh this fight they showed these guys uh getting on the scale for the weigh-in. They, they had a combined weight of over 500 pounds. Rock. You, you, you think a guy... You, you hear the name Rock, and you think of Rocky, Rocky Marciano, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You think somebody who's got, who's got a solid body, you know? And I said, Rock's surname should actually be Lump. Okay? Because he just looks like a big lump of a human being. And... You know, he, he's got uh, an amateur background, and this uh, this Michael Coffey, he's uh, he started uh, his career a bit late. I believe they said he started at the age of 30, and uh, he's 34 right now. Spent eight years in the Marines, so it, it's clear, like, all right, the guy who was in the Marines, he clearly looks like he's in better shape. Uh... And these guys were, were both uh, undefeated. Uh, Darmani Rock entered the ring with a weight of 261 pounds, 17 wins, no losses, 12 KOs. Michael Coffey was 270 pounds, 11 wins. Uh, I don't know how many KOs he's got, but uh, he added a new KO to uh, his record last night. Uh, knocked out Darmani Rock in the third round. I gave Coffey the first two rounds. And it, there, there almost seemed to be... Uh, Rock took a knee at one point in round two. But for whatever reason, the referee did not start a counter or anything. The referee was Jack Reese. And he's got a history of... Uh, I, I don't want to call it odd behavior, but some very strange judgments during his fights. Okay? Uh, so in the third round... Coffee is on the ropes, fights off of him, kind of pivots to his left, and as just as uh, Rock finishes landing this shot, 
he lands this left uppercut that rock and I thought okay well I, I think this is going to be it because it, it seemed like rock was kind of like well no that's it I've had it you know oh well maybe I should try coming in shape for my next fight and I almost think uh, Jack Reese was going to reach 10 but then, then he's just like no 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 okay you just made it and you can hear Brian Kenny kind of He's watching a fight. He's going like, Jack, Jack. Like, he cannot believe what he's watching. Losing his will and forcing Coffee to the ropes. I didn't hear the money's corner this this time. Whoa. Oh, big hook by Coffee, And down goes Rock. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Are you okay? Give me those gloves. You want to continue? Walk to me. Jack Reese got to nine and a half and did the right thing. Box. All right, what are we going to yeah, do here? Absolutely, Darmani? absolutely. So now let's see how he reacts. Darmani Rock went down. That was a beautiful hook by Coffee, Sean. I thought it was uppercut. There's another Oh, and that hook that? puts him down again. Three, four, five, six, seven. And it's over. Jack Reese got to seven. He was going to get to... And with that second knockdown, that was the end of the fight. You, you could kind of tell, looking at Coffee, he did not want to continue. And I don't get that sometimes with fighters. It's just like, come on, like, you you can still continue. You might not want to, but like, why are you doing all this training? Or maybe in Coffee's, or not Coffee, but uh, in Rock's case, it's like, why are you doing all this eating less? And uh, you know, don't you want to win? Don't you want to? say that, alright, yeah, I was down, but I got back up and I won the fight. You know, that's a great story, but I guess it, he just wasn't interested in that. Um, and of course, on, on Twitter afterwards, you get all these jokes about coffee winning, and everyone's like, wow, that's coffee that'll surely wake you up. <laughs> oh, wow, that coffee sure isn't decaf. <laughs> and yeah, I made one like that. I don't care. I thought it was funny. Uh, Anyway, uh, good performance from Michael Coffey. I'm glad that it w didn't go to a decision because I really like it when we've got big men like Coffey and Rock and you want to see one of them go down. But also, I, I noticed this, uh, Rock's trunks were kind of sagging and we were dangerously close to seeing his ass crack and I do not want to see that, nor does anybody else. So, uh, you know... The, the the referee should have been like, okay, trunks are a little low here, so I'm just going to pull them up because I don't want to see your disgusting crack. Okay, uh, obey the rules and don't show your crack. Come out fighting. But um, going back to Jack Reese, you heard it, right? You heard, like, it almost seemed like he wanted to reach 10, but he stopped himself. And Brian Kenny's like, Jack, Jack, listen. You want to continue? Jack, Walk to Jack. me. Jack, Walk to Jack. me. Jack, Walk to Jack. me. Jack. And Jack Reese has done this before, okay? Uh, I went back to, I think it was 2015, the fight between Gennady Golovkin and Willie Monroe. Uh, Monroe was knocked down for the, uh, I can't remember if it was a third, it doesn't matter, it was the final time for the fight. Jack Reese is doing the count, and he actually reaches the count of 10. And he still lets the fight... He still is ready to let the fight continue. But Monroe is kind of like, Oh, oh wait, you're going to continue? No, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. He... I, I'm going to play the audio for you. Down from the second oh, round, and now he knocks five, him down for the third time. Six, here in the sixth. Seven. 
eight, nine, ten. You just beat it. You just beat it. You got to move faster. You want to continue? His legs are gone. You want to continue? His legs are gone. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Willie Monroe says to Jack Reese, I don't want to continue. And I know what Monroe was trying to do, okay? He's watching Jack Reese count, okay? Jack Reese is right in front of him. He's He timed it so that he could get up just at 10, so that when, hopefully, in Monroe's mind, he was thinking, if I get up just as he says 10, he'll wave it off, and then afterwards, if people are disappointed in me, I can say, hey, I tried to get up, but the referee was counting too fast, and he didn't give me a proper chance. I wanted to continue, otherwise, I would have stayed down. But it's like, so wait a minute. You got back up, only to just be like, no, I, I can't continue. I'm done. It's like, oh, pretty sneaky, sis, but uh, no, that's not going to work on me. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know why Reese would, would do something like that. But either way, I'm talking about a fight that's uh, from like six years ago. Okay, but no, Jack Reese does have a habit of, you know, I don't know. So it's like, a count is normal. Once you reach 10, fight's over, okay? But, uh, like I said before, good performance from uh, Michael Coffey. So then we go to the main event. As PBC was billing it, it is a battle for the ages. Now, when you hear a tagline like that, it's like, oh, wow, that must mean that a lot of uh, people are uh, talking about it. I could not see anybody using the hashtag Plant Truow last night. On P uh, for PBC, okay? Like, maybe they were using it afterwards, but... I Battle for the Ages? Come on! I, I really hate when, uh... When they, when they do that. They, when they try to oversell a fight like this. This was not a battle for the ages. Caleb Plant uh, made the third successful defense of his title, winning, a, uh, winning all 12 rounds against Caleb Truow. Truro, I, 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 I'm trying to look up the final punch stats here. Okay, Caleb Plant threw 581 punches, landed 179, 31% uh, connect percentage. Caleb Truro, 389 punches, landed only 47. 12% connect percentage. That's, yeah. And, and during the fight, like, what, what what Plant's really got going for him is his hand speed. He, he calls himself Sweet Hands, which it, even Sean Porter was like, I'm, I'm not too sold on that nickname, to be honest. Neither am I, okay? But, um, yeah, I, I'm just watching it, and I'm, I'm thinking, okay, you know, he he's very, lands a very good jab, okay? He's got a good solid jab, Plant does, but I wanted to see more right hands. I thought if he really steps on the gas, he can stop this guy. And he wanted to stop Truro, but in the end he couldn't. And I don't know what the hell, what the hell uh, Truro's corner was telling him. But, um, oh God, yeah. He, he would occasionally, every once in a while, land this overhand right. And I thought, okay, if he was doing this a bit earlier in the fight, it might be a bit closer, but... I couldn't find any round that I could give to Caleb Truro. Uh, and neither could any of the judges. All three of them had it a shutout. 
120 to 108 for Caleb Plant, which means that unfortunately we had to suffer through Brian Kenny and Sean Porter talking about, oh wow, Plant versus Canelo is the fight to make in boxing. I can't think of any other fight out there that needs to be made. It was just a bit sickening and embarrassing. And I'm just thinking, why not David Benavidez? Okay, what's wrong with David Benavidez versus Canelo Alvarez exactly? I mean, am I missing something? Sometimes I think I am. But I would think that, hey, this guy uh, was uh, WBC champion for a while. In fact, twice. He never actually lost it in the ring. All right, he was stripped of his title, but could this guy, who is uh, you know really strong at 168 pounds, could he have a good fight with Canelo? I think so. And uh, Edgar Belanga Jr., you might remember him a few podcasts back, knocks everybody out in the first round. After the fight, he was saying to uh, Caleb Plant, or tweeting rather, he said, that fight was cute, let me know when you're ready to get kissed by these fists. And I just thought, great. I, I want more of that. I I, I want, uh, of course, let's not have uh, that referee, I think his name was Michael Cantu, uh, during the Selden fight. I don't want him uh, refereeing that fight, otherwise he'll be like, hey, I, I saw what you put on Twitter, that wasn't very nice, you know, you, you, you gentlemen behave in this ring, damn it. No, keep Cantu away. But, uh, I, I don't know, I just don't think Plant's ready for Canelo. Plus, you have to think about this. I, I've had Canelo losing some fights. I had him losing against Lara. I had him losing both fights against Golovkin. But he always finds a way to win. Either by judging or from his own ability. Like, if he could time Amir Khan, and Amir Khan was always going on about, Oh, I've got the fastest hands in boxing. My hand speed is so great. Canelo knocked him out rather quickly. So, I just don't see plant doing anything that would make me say oh wow you know I really want to see this guy against Canelo plus here's another thing that holds him back his freaking name is Caleb you are not going to be a star when your name is Caleb alright it's just no offense I mean my name's not the most exciting either but Caleb's just a dull name alright if your name is Caleb I expect you to be a geology professor or something like that, but I don't know. Nobody's gonna be chanting Caleb, Caleb, Caleb. I don't know. That, that that's just my opinion. Anyway, that's all I have for you this week. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Boxing for Free podcast. You can find us online at www.boxingforfree.com. That's boxing the number four free.com. Twitter.com slash boxing for free. Be like Arislandi Lara, Robert Guerrero, Berman Stavern, Miller Zizek, Adonis Stevenson, Glenn Johnson. Wow, that's a lot of famous boxers and hundreds of others. And follow us on Twitter. Go to youtube.com slash boxing for free and like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash boxing for free page. You can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, and several other podcast directories. If you use iTunes, give us a review and let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time. Do you have any non-dairy creamer? Yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs>